Good morning. The first reading is from Exodus 17. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped in Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why do you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Here in Sarini. We'll now read Psalm 95. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving. Praise the shout, shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are the great God and the great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. And the heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. The Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that day you would hear God's voice. Harden not your hearts as they are God. There your ancestors tested me. They put me to the test, though they had seen my works. Forty years I loathed that generation, saying, The heart of this people goes astray. They do not know my ways. Indeed, I swore in my anger, they shall never come to my rest. We'll now read Psalm or the second reading is from Romans. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us, in that while we still are sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God 
through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved in his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Here in Serene. Thanks, Thanks be to God. said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, that is to say the Christ. 
When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then the disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He can't be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and other reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored. You have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And Jesus stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Good morning again and welcome. As I mentioned a moment ago, this is a rather long Gospel lesson. It tells the story of the day Jesus met an unnamed woman as she was getting water from a well. I invite you to keep the story handy and maybe look it over a time or two as we continue. Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied among you all in the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so how many people here this morning have ever heard of a television show called This Is Your Life? If you've heard of that show, it means you're at least my age, if not older. And you do not have to admit that if you don't want to, so please, you don't need to raise your hands. But a television show called This Is Your Life. It aired in the late 1950s and early 1960s. Now, what happened on this show was that the host, a man whose name was Ralph Edwards, Ralph Edwards would do a surprise interview with a celebrity on live TV. Now, the celebrity had absolutely no idea that he or she was about to be put on camera. The celebrity had no idea at all what was coming when suddenly there was Edwards and his crew knocking on the front door, so to speak, 
interviewing you on live television. And the whole thing was intended as a tribute somehow. As if to say, you are this famous person and people want to see you and hear from you. The whole thing was meant to be a tribute. Okay. But it didn't always come across that way. Turns out, not everybody likes being surprised with a camera crew and a nosy interview. Some episodes of this show were famously awkward as the celebrity being interviewed just didn't seem to appreciate the intrusion. I think it's safe to say that the woman at the well in today's gospel lesson didn't really appreciate the intrusion either. She didn't much appreciate being interviewed, certainly not at first. I mean, there she was, this unnamed woman minding her own business and drawing water in a bucket the way women around the world draw water in buckets to this very day. She was simply going about her everyday life and doing so as privately as possible. Notice what the text says. The text says she came to get water at noon in the heat of the day. Most women went to get water first thing in the morning, of course, when it's cooler outside. To be there drawing water at noon when it's hot is a way of saying she wanted to be alone and she really did not want to run into anybody. Oops. She wasn't alone. She was there at the well and she ran into Jesus. And Jesus is asking her all kinds of nosy questions about her life. And not only is Jesus asking these nosy questions, the thing is, he already seems to know all the answers. Tell me about your husband, says Jesus. What? You don't have a husband. You are correct, says Jesus. You've actually had five husbands, and the man you are living with now, you're not really married to him, are you? Well, this is awkward. I mean, how would you feel to have Jesus standing there, putting you on your very own episode of This Is Your Life? In verse 39, toward the end of the passage, the woman simply shakes her head and says, he told me everything I have ever done. Now that sounds like a barrel of laughs, doesn't it? I mean, how would you feel to have Jesus standing there telling you everything you have ever done? Awkward and uncomfortable doesn't begin to describe it. But that, in a sense, is exactly what happens every single time we gather here for worship especially every single time we gather here for worship in Lent. You see, when we gather together in this place, we are somehow in the presence of Jesus himself. Am I right? And when you are in the presence of Jesus, it's like every single one of us is that woman at the well. Every single one of us, we're in the middle of our very own episode of This Is Your Life. 
we are standing here in the presence of one who not only has some very pointed questions to ask you about your past, he's the one who already knows all the answers. He knows everything we have ever said or done or failed to say or failed to do, the greed, the pride, the envy, the anger, you name it, he knows it. As we recited earlier in the order of confession and forgiveness, and I know you know these words by heart, Jesus, you are the one to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Well, that's awkward, isn't it? Honestly, it's kind of uncomfortable to even just think about that. And like the woman at the well, I imagine we're not always very sure we appreciate the intrusion. But this intrusion is in fact where we begin every single time we gather for worship in his presence. It's where we begin. It's not where we end. Back to the text for a moment. Jesus knew who this woman was all along. That is true. What is amazing, however, is how step by step the woman came to understand who Jesus really was. In verse 8, very early in the text, she notices that Jesus happens to be a Jewish man. Okay. Verse 19, she says, I see you are a prophet, one sent here by God. Verse 26, she learns that Jesus is in fact the Messiah, the one promised of old. And in verse 42, she and for that matter the whole village are confessing Jesus to be the Savior of the world. In other words, what began for the woman as an awkward retelling of her life ends with an understanding of his. What began as a sad retelling of her story ends with a life-changing understanding of his story and his life. This is your life, Jesus of Nazareth. You are the one born of Mary, and you slept your first nights on earth in a, in a trough for feeding animals, didn't you? You worked miracles of love and mercy, healing and cleansing and feeding people. And when the crowds gathered to see, you taught them the good news of God. You called disciples. But your disciples all ran away, didn't they? And when you were arrested in Jerusalem, Jesus, you were all alone. Now, how did that feel anyway? This is your life, Jesus of Nazareth. You died for us on a cross, alone and abandoned, didn't you? Didn't you? But on the third day, you rose from the dead. You are Lord, you are Savior. Aren't you? Aren't you Lord and Savior? This is your life, Jesus, the one sent by God to rescue us. And because this is Jesus' life, that means our lives have changed. Our lives are different now. This was your life, woman at the well full of mistakes and regrets and lived without purpose, lived without hope. This was your life. This now is your life, child of God, forgiven, redeemed, made new. 
sent to do the work of God on earth and destined for a home in heaven. This now is your life, woman at the well, a child of God forever. This was your life, person in the third pew on the left. This was your life, person handing out bulletins in the back or playing the piano today. This was your life, everybody sitting as far back because nobody ever comes forward in a Lutheran church. This was your life. All the mistakes, all the regrets, all the sinfulness, all the hopelessness, this was your life. This now is your life. To be a child of God through Jesus who died and rose again, to be his child forever. May you, like this woman, not only see what your life has been, may you also see what his life is. And in seeing his life, May you come to know what your life is now and will be forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We turn to the hymn.